Welcome back to another episode of Electric Avenue. I'm Christian, joined as always by... This is Mike. And David. And we have a special uh, guest yet again for the second time appearing on Electric Avenue. Uh, we have Eric Wiederbrand with us, coming to share a little bit more wisdom. Hi, Eric. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? So, so grateful to be here today. Welcome back. We yes. uh, we really enjoyed our uh, previous podcast uh, with all that, but we felt um, you had a whole nother area that we wanted to explore that we think would be useful to uh, some of our listeners out there. Um, you are an executive uh, who travels the country constantly, and that just really, uh, I don't know if it surprises me um, or impre- it definitely impresses me that when you started having your grandma seizures as a professional, it didn't all crash and burn. You found uh, a way there and you function effectively uh, in that environment. And I would think that travel would be the last thing you would be doing. Yeah, so um, really, really good question in there. And, and what I would tell you is I did crash and burn. Um, I did. And so the first thing I would tell you is when you're of the, in the middle of the ocean um, and the waves are breaking over the bow, that is not the time to make big life decisions. <laughs> that is the time to pause and reflect and gather all the data and see where you are and where you're going. And so um, luckily, the big life decisions that I made in the middle of the ocean, we were able to overcome. Um, I was able to get back on my feet in no small part due to my incredible support group around me. Um, But then also there was a critical um, um, uh, point, a critical milestone for me in that I um, was able to find a company, shout out to Epson, um, that took me when I was broken and saw the potential and the investment. And that made all the difference. And it didn't take long for egocentric, um, (laughs) bulletproof Eric to reappear um, in the right setting with the right group and the right support around me um, to to come back to it. And, And part of that is being able to be comfortable and admit your limitations. And so I remember when I interviewed, I said, yeah, you don't want to hire me because I don't do red eyes anymore. When I get stressed, I might disappear for an hour. Um, I don't get up at four o'clock in the morning anymore. In fact, I don't fly before 10 o'clock anymore. I Uber most places. And so finding an environment that was comfortable with my demands. <laughs> Your um, rider, as it was. Yeah. It enabled me to go out and be me again and be um, a driving force. So kind of authentically asking for what you knew you needed. Not even asking. Demanding. That's funny. Um, that, it, that was such a great question. Thank you for that. It wasn't asking. It was putting it out there yeah. and saying, this is me. This is what and, you get when you hire me. Yeah, well, and, and that's that's uh, important. I think, yeah. especially for audience oh, to hear, because how many people out there with epilepsy, the minute they start having that, they don't want to tell their employer, or wait, wait. A, a, if they're in an interview, they certainly don't want to bring it up because they're afraid that might be the deciding factor. And then there's maybe uh, the idea that 
Um, as an employer, why would I risk that uh, if there's another candidate? We, we talked yeah. about that with uh, with Mike's well, experience trying to. Yeah, it's 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 knowing your value, knowing your strength, but key knowing your weaknesses because it's your weaknesses that are going to make you have a seizure. You know, if you overdo it, if you go well, out there and stress, but if you have that balance where you know I don't have to worry about taking that red eye well, <laughs> during I think, this job, when you don't have that issue, then you can you're going to be more productive. No, I understand so, that. Yeah. But what I'm taking away from that is there are people out there who are going to hire you, who are going to listen oh, gotcha. to your story yeah. and still say, yes, you are going to be an asset to us. Yeah. So what I would tell you is for those people listening today, um, deep inside you is a badass. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And having epilepsy can make you more of a badass. It can make you stronger. It can make you more focused and you can deliver. You just need to be honest with yourself and honest with the people around you. And if they're the right people, they support you. They, you will be able to deliver. And I'm proof of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's great. Um, but let's get to the, uh, uh, the main point of this. How do you let's, travel? Yeah. How do you travel? <laughs> well, well, I also when, when you're to worried on, about epilepsy. Well, I when, wanted to touch on too. What is your actual work life look like for those that may not be as familiar with the executive type lifestyle or anything, you know, what, what is the day to day at work look like for you? Yeah. So, so for me, um, one of the, 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 the great things about my job over the last, you know, 15 years is I get pecked at every day. There's constantly people that want a little bite of me for something, want a decision, want to talk, want a something, right? So you're getting pecked at all day and you've got to, you've got to revel in that. You've got to enjoy it. You've got to love that hyper speed. Um, but you also have to manage it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that having epilepsy, that's the piece that you've got to be comfortable with. Um, and I know in our, in, our, in our last talk, you know, we talked about, you know, a little bit about your, um, your duty to your team, right? And so for me, my seizures are typically at 6.45 in the morning for whatever mm. reason, 6.45. So I have a, an unwritten contract with my team that I don't get out of bed till 7. And everyone around me knows that. That mm. seven o'clock in the morning or four o'clock on the West Coast, yeah. that's mm. that's when I get out of bed. Mm. And so 13. before then, I'm not on the phone, I'm not answering, I'm in bed. And then at about 10 o'clock at night, guess what? I'm in bed again because You're sleep done. is so important to people with epilepsy. Having a clear mind. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about meditation, whatever that is. Um, I, I will give a shout out. There's a great little book out there called Jesus Calling. You don't have to be religious to get it. It gives you what you need when you need it. You read a paragraph once a day. It's fabulous. But again, that just, you know, owning, owning the, the circumstances that put you here will make you better. So I'm back to the airport and you yeah. get on a plane with the idea that, hey, I got to be on a plane for four hours, five hours or, or what. And how do you manage that anxiety? Yeah. So again, managing anxiety, that's the key. And for me, my medicine to me is a shield. It makes me bulletproof. Now there's a lot more to it than that, but for me, it's my medication. And so part of reducing the anxiety is knowing I've got my medication with me at all times. 
And I'll give you a quick example. The one and only time I forgot my medication. I was in Atlanta traveling with a salesperson. I didn't know what to do. I went to an emergency room at 10 o'clock or 10 o'clock at night and said, I don't have my medication. I'm concerned. Somebody help me. And it was a horrible experience. They, they would, I couldn't get my medication. They're not a pharmacy. They wanted to admit me into it. I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm fine. I just need my medication. Mm. But so, and, and then the panic and the anxiety, now it's really setting in, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? So, so again, figuring out your reality and how you protect yourself is, is the right way to approach it. So I always have my medication. So here's what I'm hearing. Be compliant on your medication. Don't miss, don't miss that. Make sure you have those things where you uh, have access to them, have, have it accessible, uh, but uh, really got to be compliant. I think we often hear um, that the, 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 the breakthrough seizure comes oftentimes when someone has missed uh, uh, taking their medication, uh, which I'm sure has to do with the building of anxiety, building of everything, like you just said, oh my gosh. and it just sets you up for yeah. that perfect storm. So be compliant. Stepping out of your routine. <laughs> yeah. Out of your routine can make you miss your medication, miss the sleep time and stuff like that. But yes, you have to be very, very strict with what you do. You what? want to dodge a bullet or just not be yeah. in that situation, exactly. be shot at in the first place. <laughs> that was a great exactly. analogy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and to get into the nitty gritty of it, like, do you have a, a sort of like portable pocket pill dispenser? What, what do you do to make sure that you do have your medication on you? Great question. So as a, you know, as an executive, what's the one thing you're never without? Phone. And laptop. laptop. Guess where my medication is? It's with my phone cord and my laptop. Yeah. Okay. Because they never are separated from that's it. right. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's a good point. Yeah, no, that's it good. Is. So traveling on a plane. Yep. Getting to a new city, going to that hotel, trying to get all that's done. I imagine uh, at that point that is a day, and that's probably time to meditate. Yeah. So um, yeah, exercise what's an on the go. Yeah. What's an on yeah. the go sort of management in that way? What's yeah. That? Exercise is key, right? So. Mm -hmm. I'm getting that. But then for me, one of my triggers is, um, is being disoriented because then I start to question myself. And if you've ever had a grand mal seizure, here's one of the things you do that other people can't, can't understand. When you have a grand mal seizure, you have a set of questions that you start asking yourself to make sure you're okay. And for me, I run through the birthdays, my birthday, my wife's birthday, my daughter's birthday. Okay. Who's the president? What's my social security number? What's my phone number? What's my wife's phone number? And I start running through all of those things. And if I can answer them, I know I didn't have a seizure. If I can't, I know something's wrong. Interesting. And so that's how you're dealing with PTSD. And that's how you're dealing with knowing if you're okay. Is you, you have this, everyone out there has this list of questions that, they're at, that they ask themselves. And so for me, um, I like to stay in Marriott courtyards. And you know why? It's because they're all the same. Mm. The menu's the same, the, the gym's the same, my room is the same. So okay. when I wake up, it feels very normal to me. I know where I am. I'm in a Marriott courtyard because they all look the same. Oh. And so I know I'm fine. So you have a travel routine. It's a routine. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, routine. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you focus your life into making it where you are comfortable. Yes. That's exactly what you want to And do. so that's a big part of it is 
that routine. I know everything's fine. I know when my birthday is. I can answer all the questions. So, so traveling is no different than your day today. You woke up in your home, you know where everything is. You know how to get to your job. You know these things, right? For me, it's knowing where my medicine is. It's knowing where I am. It's having those Security normalcy. It's a security blanket. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a it sort of paradigm perspective shift too, I feel like, from yeah. how we normally approach what gives us comfort. Uh, you know, waking up in your own bed at home versus, you know, you're able to create that level of comfort, which is interesting to me because I, I think, I hear travel and I immediately think that's the enemy of, uh, of routine. You know, and, and what we want with somebody that has epilepsy is being in a routine where they know they're going to be comfortable and safe and not have any breakout seizures. So it's like learning that there's a way, if you shift your perspective enough, that you can create a routine that's consistent for something that can be so inconsistent. Well, and I have so much anxiety without having epilepsy and, yeah. <laughs> and all this travel and breaking a routine. So I think that's yeah, just, yeah. That's just a, a great discipline uh, that you kind of have to, uh, to be successful. Um, so here's a question. Have you ever had a seizure in, in public or in, 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 during your travels? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Oh. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful um, because, one, you're in harm's way. Two, as someone with epilepsy, you feel embarrassment, shame for some weird reason, and then you've got to make all of those calls to your wife, to your employer. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I would tell you is if you're, if you're one of those people that's hiding this, it's way worse. It makes it so much more stress on yourself. Yeah, more trigger, stress on more yourself, which is what you need to get rid of, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, I've I've had them in uh, in uh, let's see, Texas twice, um, Greenville, South Carolina, a bunch of times, <laughs> um, New Jersey. Um, so yeah, it's it's an awful awful experience. How do the people around you? How how did they react? Awfully. Oh, did they did? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's a hard gig. I remember one one time specifically, um, and my daughter wrote a beautiful paper um, uh, about this and and the impact and, and what she saw. But I remember having one in a restaurant, and it was a, a barbecue restaurant we had really wanted to try, and um, my seizure ruined it. And and here's what I can tell you about that experience for me now that I'm five years removed from it. The shame of it is I probably ruined that same experience for everyone that was in that room. And that's, um, again, a hard thing to deal with, but it is, it happened. It's real and it's over and there's nothing I can do about it. And, um, there was a great billboard I saw one time that said, it's what you do next that matters most because I can do something to help all of those people that were in that restaurant, metaphorically. <laughs> well, and, and the reality is, uh, Eric, Mike is our uh, prevention mm-hmm. and education uh, guy. His uh, uh, whole life now is dedicated to, well, whole life, his whole work. <laughs> <laughs> work, Mike, I own you. <laughs> his, his all right, the truth life. is on the table now. <laughs> <laughs> no expectations, yeah. but it, your work life is to get out there and spread it's the awareness. Nice. So not only are the people who are having seizures 
um, uh, dealing with it, but the public in general knows how to deal with it, knows what to expect. It is not necessarily mm-hmm. making it more normalized, uh, so it isn't going to always be a horrible, awful experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, and can, thank you for sugarcoating, yeah. by the way. You can add something. <laughs> the point, because it does, it, it makes you feel so bad uh, on yourself, and this is stuff that can trigger gotcha. your seizures, your, your your depression, Yeah, you know, and then all these other things that just pile up on you. And, and there's no need. And there's no need for it. That's the point of it, is there is no need for it. Self-care, That's what, yeah. self-love, and not being ashamed, yeah. uh, owning who you are. And it's like people who wear glasses. We don't hide that we have bad eyesight. Uh, maybe yeah. it's not quite like we wear glasses. <laughs> That's the best analogy, but okay. Man. Let's go with it. All right, four eyes. <laughs> just, wow. because you're old, you know, just because you're old and your eyes are failing. Yeah. Speaking well, of, you know, you're right. Because, but you don't realize how many people in the, in the room that may have people in their family or their friends that yeah. are used yeah. to having some sort of a disability type thing happen. So it, it isn't ruining the night. So, so I'll, I'll give you one more um, a really good good piece on this. So, um, you know, as as someone who is out there in the in the working world and um, is very honest with my coworkers and has an amazing um, an amazing boss and an amazing team around me, one of the things I really notice is changes in medication. You need to be honest with the people around you when your medication changes. And so mm-hmm. for me. Um, when I went from a, a name brand drug to a generic drug, even though the, the drug is the same, the fillers are different. And for about a month, I felt off. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you what that means. I can just tell you that I felt off. So whenever I had big decisions to make, if I had contracts to read, anything like that, my team was there to look over my shoulder because I asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's. Oh, that, 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 I think that is true. the... Great message, and I think it kind of tags on with uh, uh, our last uh, uh, visit with you and on that. It's that support. It's that ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that self-awareness. Um, uh, and it's a good point that you're bringing how that off feeling. People who don't understand that, that unless they have it, you know, and you just, and when you say you're off, yeah, you don't understand. You're still productive. You're still fine. doing your thing, but you know you're in yourself something's wrong. And this is something I try to tell patients all the time and across the board that if you're feeling off, slow down and look around you, you know, yeah. make sure, yeah, check with your, you're check doing with your something piece. that's chemically altering. Exactly. Your brain. Especially when it's medication change. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's going to affect you. So. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point to bring Definitely. up. Cause a lot of people don't understand that off. What do you mean you're off? Well, you try to explain that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's unexplainable. Mike, I think you're off. Hey, I'm not a, I know I'm off. I came out and he just so, threw me so, right off the table. <laughs> so, yeah. That uh, I know. I'm, no, I'm, we, I've come to terms we with that understand. very young. Um, but yeah, again, that uh, yeah. being self-aware, I think those are just, just great points just to, to hammer home. Um, yeah. Eric, thanks again. Uh, I love w- what I'm taking away from this is you don't have to give up your job. You don't have to hide who you are. You can embrace it. Uh, you can embrace yourself. And there are uh, not only people out there that will hire you, there's people that will see that value and, and, and learn from it. Um, and I think, Eric, you do a lot by talking about it uh, because someone out there listening is either 
uh, nervous about sharing it uh, in an interview or with a, with an employer, or there's an employer out there who's listening going, you know what, that shouldn't be something that I have to worry about as far as uh, getting a productive, um, successful employee. Yeah, so I would tell you that um, Epson wasn't the first company I interviewed with um, after my um, seizures, so shame on you, you missed out. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the, the message is you can be a legendary badass. And it doesn't it. matter what. You don't have badass. to be an executive, you can be a librarian or whatever. You will be a badass librarian. You can be a badass librarian. That's the message. It is. That's Again. the message. Well, everybody, <laughs> as always, thank you so much for tuning into one of these episodes. You can reach out to us on social media or on our email, electricavenuepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a, a success story uh, with employment or traveling or something related to today's topic, or questions, please share, or questions, please share them, ask them. That's what makes this go around. You listening uh, and us. Uh, Respond. Respond. <laughs> a conversation. Having a conversation. Join the conversation. Yeah. Thank you. This is David. This is Mike. This has been Christian. And we were joined by Eric. Eric. Air quotes. And. Hey, what? Well, yeah. Seize the moment. Well, hey, we'll see you later. We'll see you. Come on. I just wanted we'll to see you later. I wanted you to struggle with that. You are not alone. <laughs> Electric Avenue is proudly sponsored by the Epilepsy Association an organization dedicated to improving the quality of life for persons affected by epilepsy.